Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Should Utah get more trains to more places? There's a lot of advocates that are starting to push the state to go after some of the billions of dollars the infrastructure bill set aside for rail. And they make some interesting arguments about how more rail might add to, not take away from, the transportation options that we have now. Uh, and so, again, this is uh, there is money set aside that was part of the infrastructure bill dealing with rail. Uh, and so, at minimum, I think we ought to be exploring what are the options, what's up for that, and what does that look like. Uh, there are members of the group All Aboard Northwest. Uh, they've been going through different cities in Amtrak's Northwest Quadrant, which actually includes Utah and Colorado and Wyoming, uh, talking about the need to invest in passenger rail. And recently, they've made a a number of stops here in the state of Utah. KSL.com reporter Carter Williams uh, talked to the group, and uh, he he told Inside Sources earlier today that one of the things they stress is the need for Utah to go after, get a piece of that money that was part of the infrastructure bill. There's $66 billion of money that the federal government has allowed in their infrastructure bill for passenger trains to be included. The only thing is you have to apply to win. And so this is where you have some groups like All Aboard Northwest or the Utah Rail Passengers Association uh, that they're pushing for this because they say, well, if we don't get involved, then that money is just going to go to other states, and it just furthers the gap that already exists uh, in passenger rail services. So as you look at that, and uh, Carter makes a, a very good point, the, the $66 billion is there. Uh, it has been set aside. It will be spent in one way or another, and you do have to apply for it. And so if Utah doesn't apply for it, uh, it will go elsewhere. And the interesting thing to me in, in that space is when we have these kinds of bills and when we go after that kind of money, uh, my only request on that is that we go after it in ways that are strategic and that look to the long haul. You see a lot of states that will go after that federal money, again, that has been appropriated, uh, but it sort of becomes like the teaser rate on your credit card uh, where it's great going in, but then suddenly you know it either stops or your interest rate goes up. Uh, in this particular thing, if if we have one-time money as opposed to ongoing money, I think that's the real crucial question. Uh, Carter Williams made some some great points in his conversations. He talked uh, to people who point out that uh, Utahns want more transportation options. So looking at those options, uh, they are obviously expensive, that kind of infrastructure. Uh, trains can obviously be part of that and should be part of that conversation. The reason why uh, Mike Christensen, who is the president of the Utah Rail Passengers Association, is that he's found an increase in interest from state leaders when it comes to this. And I've seen it as well when it comes to uh, planning out for the next you know, 30, 40 years, is that it's very costly to add to the I-15s, the other areas. In this particular thing, they pointed to Virginia and the, the fact that Virginia found that it was a third of the cost to go to rail instead of adding an extra lane in each direction on the interstate. So you can only imagine what that cost would be now when you add inflation that has happened just in the past year or the fact that space is limited 
in the Wasatch Front. And so rail gives an option. We already see it in the sense of front runner, but because of the growth plus the need for new ideas because not everyone drives and it's also much more expensive. So I think all of it is culminating to the idea that maybe Utah leaders will look into this into the future. And then the argument being made at this point is why wait down the road when you can get the money for it now? And again, looking uh, at that money for it now, as long as uh, there's a process and a strategy to that, I think that's the important part uh, that we're looking at it and saying, okay, maybe this is something we can we invest in a strategic study in terms of what this looks like and how that might roll out. Is there money to be had on some of those kinds of things? Uh, one of the other things I think was really crucial uh, that the rail advocates told Carter Williams uh, from KSL.com was that they don't see any of this activity as a replacement for cars. So let's get out of the fake fight and false choice. This is not a replacement. It can be something different. They know that cars aren't going anywhere. We have so many roads throughout the U.S. that it would be impossible to just replace every single one of them and move to that. Uh, I think we've seen from the federal government especially from Pete Buttigieg in the last uh, year. He's talked about infrastructure when it comes to electric cars. I think that's something that Governor Cox has also talked about in increasing the electric infrastructure, especially as more people move to electric cars and electric vehicles. And so that's not going to go away. I think that's only going to change in how we envision cars in the future What's going to change, though, and what they're advocating needs to change is other forms of transportation because, again, not everyone drives. Um, There are ways to get people to places without driving, without flying, and they see really rail being that middle ground that people can use when they need it. It's something that reduces some of the carbon risks that are out there, but at the same time, it's an option that's just there. And I think that's the huge component that they have for it. Yeah. And it is an option. It needs to be an option. That's part of uh, really a host of options. As we think outside the box, as we try to look at some different ways to deal with both our growth here in the West, uh, as well as uh, the environment and how that settles in. Uh, It's interesting. uh, You know, many of the the trains are going to produce fewer overall emissions than cars or planes, according to a lot of reports and studies. Uh, And so then how do you actually both factor that in, build that out, and then make sure you communicate in a way that the the citizens actually buy into that as as a process? I think one of the real challenges uh, is is time. Uh, We live in this instant world. We want we want everything faster and faster. And I think one of the, the challenges, uh, and uh, this was pointed out uh, in uh, his piece, was that it's it's usually faster to, to fly or drive. Uh, if you look at the Google Maps estimates, uh, it's 15 and a half hours to travel by train from Salt Lake City to Sacramento. It's only nine and a half hours if you do it by car. Uh, maybe even less if you didn't quite stick to the uh, posted signs and <laughs> and placards along the freeway at the speed limit. Uh, but it's a good nine and a half hours. Um, it's an hour and 40 minutes if you if you go on a plane. And so I, I think there is both a infrastructure component that has to be built out and proven out and proven that it's both cost efficient 
and that you convince the American people that traveling that way at that speed uh, works for them. And I think that's 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 a challenging one. And then, of course, you know, the the high speed rail component, you know, what else can you do to, to alter or uh, or augment that? And so it's a really important discussion to be had. Uh, and again, I think this is a, a real crucial one. I think Carter Williams did a great job uh, at laying out what all the pieces are and what that looks like. Uh, and I'm one of those who believes that there there is the money there. It has been allocated uh, by Congress that has been signed into law as part of the infrastructure bill. Uh, I would love to see it first and foremost in terms of some real deep dive study in terms of what this looks like, what this could be like uh, if it were actually carried out. And again, always making sure whenever we take federal money that we ensure that we're, we're looking at it for the long haul. Uh, far too many states will grab a, a big wad of that uh, federal cash, but it's one-time money, and then suddenly they're stuck uh, trying to support something that they've either got to raise taxes or cut services to get to. So it's looking at the whole picture. I think rail can be a part of that solution, uh, something definitely worth thinking about today to be sure. All right, that's going to round out hour number one. Uh, coming up in hour number two, colleges are getting started today. The question is, is your kid really ready to step into the future? We are going to have a fascinating conversation. You don't want to miss this. 205, Furman University professor Benjamin Story is going to join us and help us break down, are we teaching the right skills? Stay with us. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news.